Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is episode 16, From Procrastination to Massive Success, with my amazing client, Araika Mukulo. Hello and welcome to The Erin May Henry Show. I am your host, mentor, and friend, Erin, and I'm here to teach you how to show up and feel confident to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. This podcast is all about personal branding, and we dive deep into topics such as mindset, growing a global community, social media marketing, and building your online empire. If this is our first time meeting, then welcome my beautiful friend. I am so incredibly excited to have you here. When I'm not podcasting, you can usually find me on my YouTube channel, all about business and mindset, hanging with my community in the May Collective Facebook group, or of course, drinking a wine somewhere down in sunny Australia all of which you are totally welcome to join me. If you're ready to shake things up and step up to the plate as the game changer that you were created to be, then this is the podcast for you. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I am so incredibly excited to have you here once again to listen in on an amazing chat with a very inspirational person. I am really excited about today's episode because I'm actually bringing you a chat that I had with one of my clients to give you an understanding of exactly what can happen within as little as 12 months. So it was really important to me when I started having interviews here on this podcast that I was, yes, bringing you incredibly inspiring people who'd work for years to create success for themselves, but I also want to bring you some people whose stories is more attainable to you. I wanted to bring you people who were just, you know, a little bit ahead on their journey, people who'd only just started their business maybe a year or two ago, so you could get an understanding of the effort that they'd put in and where you could be if you just started today in as little as 12 months. So I'm actually bringing you a chat today that I had with one of my amazing clients. So Araka and I actually worked together just over a year ago today. And since then, she has created phenomenal success for herself. She's put in amazing work. Yes, but she's now living the luxury and giving herself the freedom of time. She has opened not only a amazing coaching business where she works with people, within Africa and then also around the world, but she's also opened a collaborative working space, a physical space where entrepreneurs get together and she holds events and they work and it's just an incredible story. When I started working with Araka, she was the queen of procrastination. She loved a little bit of Netflix. She would honestly be self-admitting to the fact that she just couldn't promote that she just couldn't motivate herself, sorry, to get up and work. And that was why she actually enlisted the help of a coach, which was myself. And now just a year later, she has a team of five people working with her and has created amazing success. And I mean, she still has time to watch Netflix. So such an inspirational story. I just also wanted to give you an example of what can happen if you just take the leap and invest in yourself. I myself accredit so much of my success to working with coaches because I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the fact that they saved me so much trial and error and time in just telling me the best way to get to my goals and to achieve what I wanted. And honestly, I think that's the most powerful thing about working with a coach. The accountability is great, absolutely, but it's just allowing someone to show you those leaks, those holes and those gaps in your current knowledge in a much faster way than if you were trying to fill and find them out yourself. So I really hope this is inspirational to you. I must say, if you are interested in 
investing in yourself, in getting the help that you need to start growing your personal brand. I still have spaces available in my current private mentoring, which is very similar to coaching. It's just a lot more hands-on in that I'm holding your hand while you're actually going out there and doing the big scary stuff to put yourself out there. I still have spaces available and all of the information will be available for you in the show notes. Or you can reach out to me on social media if you'd like to have a further chat about how I can help you and how we can work together on helping you to get known online so you can have the business and life of your dreams. But that aside, I'm very excited to jump into this chat with Araika right now. Thank you so much, my beautiful, lovely lady for joining me here on the podcast today. I'm so excited to you know, have this awesome chat because I do interview quite a few people here on the podcast, but it's so awesome to actually have someone that I have worked with and someone that really is kind of in the same space as so many of the listeners of this show. So thank you so much for jumping on today. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's my absolute pleasure. So what I kind of really wanted to talk to you about, so for everyone who is listening, Erika and I worked together, it, was it a, it's a year ago now, hasn't it? I think it's been. No, it's almost a year ago. I can't believe it. That's insane. And um, she actually was one of my first clients when I did launch the business, one of that first round of clients that did come on. So that was very, very, very exciting. Um, but she's grown so much and done some absolutely incredible things in such a short amount of time since we have worked together and I really wanted to bring her story and share it with you today, not only because she had such a unique kind of experience with personal branding, but also because it. I really want to paint a picture of what it does, what, what can happen essentially when you do, you know, put in that work, put in the work to overcome any of your own limitations and to really just go fiercely towards your dreams. So that's kind of what I want to share with everyone here today. Um, but just, you know, maybe... <laughs> For the audience, can you paint a picture about where you were a year ago? You know, before we started working together, what was your life like? I know that you mentioned so many times to me that you were always that girl with the big dreams that just didn't follow through. Uh So can you kind of paint that picture to where you were, you know, just over a year ago? Oh, dear Lord. Well, Uh I'm still proud of that girl. So um, here goes. So, I mean, before I started working with you, like I had... I think I had started a blog like three times, post published like four posts, never put it out anywhere. And then just like, I never even closed the blogs. I just sort of abandoned them. And then, you know, I would have like these presentation slides on my laptop with all the great ideas that I have that I just would never do. I would just keep on dreaming, 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 and think of all the great ways and do like research into the night of exactly what needs to be done. And then I would never do it. And I think there's a lot of people who are in that space. But I mean, because when I first started working with you, like I told you, if you remember, I was I wanted to build cartoons. Yes, I remember. (laughs) So that, you know, no one could ever know that it was me. I mean, that's it's insane now that I think about it, that I would, I was so afraid to put myself out there that, you know, it was like, I knew I had so much to offer, but I was just so scared of people knowing that it's me who's, you know, and I remember telling you, Oh no, like people won't buy from me if it's me, if they know it's me and it's, it's different. If it's just, you know, a brand, like I tried to create all these stories to justify that. Like I was like, Oh, they'll make the brand, like they'll weave the story. So then they'll like it, you know, yeah. and I'll just be here collecting money and creating things in silence, which is crazy. <laughs> And I, I think I just every week politely reminded you the, the <laughs> upsides of building a personal brand. And we did eventually get there in the end, which was awesome. But yeah. I know, I mean, because as you said, so many women are probably in the same space as you were, really struggling with confidence, struggling with the fear of feedback, really struggling to put themselves mm-hmm. out there. You know, yeah. what was that journey like for you on the mindset side of things? Like how did that evolution come to be where you began to feel more confident I mean other than having a coach work with you Mm -hmm. on that like what what were the daily practices that you got to become more confident to put yourself out there 
Well, so obviously when we started, like with the coaching program, you know, there was a lot of the mindset stuff that uh, we would do together. And then I would go on and do it myself. So with meditating and affirmations and journaling. And, you know, at some point I, I got to this place where I was like, I had to change up the affirmations and things because I realized, you know, the issue is not that I'm not confident. Right. And, and I've realized this now with other women that I've worked with. It's not necessarily that you're not confident in who you are as a person. It's just, you know, when we live in our small circles and we um, we're confident in our day to day lives, like you're the outspoken girl, you're energetic, you're fun. And, uh, you know, your presence is always known in that small micro crowd. But then when you have to put yourself out there in the world in that this is what I created, this is my mind, baby, like this is my mind. I'm opening myself up. I'm naked. And now you can all see what I'm made of. I can't, you know, make myself out to be this other person when this is it. And, you know, everyone now knows, I feel like that is the biggest mindset evolution and not necessarily believing in myself. It was believing in my creation. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And, you know, there is a certain level of vulnerability that is so necessary, but it's so powerful when you really can step into your own, own your ideas, own exactly who you are and share that in a really authentic way with people. I that's how, you know, awesome businesses and epic personal brands do grow. Um, but, but just to take a, a kind of, st- of a step back then, so when we started working together, you were very much, yes, she was wanting to do cartoons and all of these amazing things. And, and that's an amazing idea. It's just for the type of business that you were starting, you know, working very close yeah. with other women, it probably wasn't the most necessary, but that's fine. Um, but even when we did first launch, you still didn't have the personal branding you know, fully out there. It was more, I know you had a lot of pictures of other people and things on your website. So since we've stopped working together, can you walk us through what has happened within your business, how much it's grown and how actually stepping out behind that curtain has helped that growth? Oh yeah, Uh, definitely. So yeah, when we launched, I mean, I think my website only had pictures of like three pictures of me on the about me page and then everything else was stock photos, which I mean, it made for a nice looking website. But I think what ended up happening eventually was I realized, first of all, that I really was making an impact in other women's lives for those who did choose to trust my abilities with all the stock photos. Um, and, you know, I felt like a fraud really, because here I was talking to people about confidence and putting themselves out there and believing in themselves. And then I'm the one hiding behind the brand. And it was crazy because at the time I was managing three different Instagram uh, pages because I had my own personal Instagram page. And then I had, uh, the brand was DW, uh, Dangerous Woman before. So I was managing that. And then the company was registered at Safe Space, which I was trying to build as this whole umbrella thing that like DW was a part of. And that had a whole like different niche in a way because I was thinking of uh, other projects. And so it, it, be, it just became crazy. I, I was feeling like I'm not living my truth. I was feeling like, um, you know, even the engagement, like I had people DM me and were like, oh, why can't, why don't you post about yourself? Because it was weird at some point to post like quotes, my own quotes, you know, that I think will be helpful for people, for my audience. And then to, to post on Insta stories like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Or today I did this. And then it's like, oh, so who, who is this person that did this today? You know, and it reached a point where I really started craving that real connection. Like I, I wanted to be friends with my audience and it, it was just, I was a liar. I was a fraud. So um, one day out of the whim, I just closed my personal Instagram and I changed, I changed the Instagram name uh, to Finding Arika because I felt like that was uh, representative of the process. So it's yeah. not necessarily like my name. It's the process to finding me and my presence online and being authentic. I love that. And just... What I loved most about what you said there is you got to the point where you just really wanted an authentic connection with your audience. And as 
all of us are audiences as well, even though we are the businesses and the brands at some stage or another with the people that we follow, we are the audience. And it's reciprocal. Like we are craving that with the brands and the businesses that we deal with as well. And I think this is exactly why personal branding is so important because just like you said there, people, it's, it's hard to trust just words on a screen sometimes, specifically on the internet. Do you not agree? And then when you see people posting or live your best life and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. if it doesn't have that face behind it or that human element behind it, it's like, it doesn't land as, as well because it's, it's not from a person, it's from a screen, it's from a couple of words, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. so, so how, so just to, sorry, take even one more step back, just can you explain to everyone specifically what it is that you do with your business? So you started with empowerment coaching and what is Mm -hmm. safe space? If you can kind of walk everyone, because I think that'll give them a better understanding of what we're talking about here. Okay, great. (laughs) So, um, so safe space obviously started as just empowerment coaching and in that coaching, it was a business mindset, but all of it really infused in psychology and, and, um, you know, it was encompassed in life coaching, but the, the thing that happened was I, I wanted a physical space for people to be working and growing at the same time while they receive the coaching. So then I started a co-working space where all that coaching is now under the umbrella of the co-working space. And so it's just a whole ecosystem and women can then, you know, learn how to build their business, their brands, but also learn how to live a good life, learn how to live their best life in their own terms. And all of that is under self-awareness, you know, self-confidence, uh, self-belief, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of psych infused into it, but doing it all in a collaborative space. That's what safe space is. That's awesome. And so can we just take a moment to recognize that you just, you know, started this goal by telling everyone that it was just over a year ago where you were that girl that, you know, had all of these unfinished projects and blogs and businesses and ideas to now fast forward just only 12 months later and you have a thriving empowerment coaching business that is coupled with an actual co-working space and (laughs) is only growing so that's just a testament and we will talk a little bit more about um, the actual growth side of things and what you're doing in a moment but just so that everyone can have an exact picture of who you are and what you're doing how awesome is that Um, but yeah, so in terms of the personal branding, let's go back to that then. So the personal branding, did you notice a significant difference when you did start putting yourself out there more and posting more pictures of yourself and introducing yourself more into the brand? Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, 100% because, um, you know, it's funny because when I was just posting this like faceless posts content I had a lot of I had a lot more followers than I do now and I don't know if it was like spring cleaning or what it was I think my followers went down to half the moment I started posting myself but then that didn't hurt me at all because I was like well you know I I wanted the authentic connection but my engagement went up because you know the people who are then commenting we would have real conversations um and then they would dm me and we would have more conversations about their business about their life about problems that they have you know when when i have paul out there like people actually responding and then and then after voting they actually go into the dms and start more conversations and ask questions and i ask them questions and you know i feel like i was i was you know, it was a crime to the world to not put my personality out there because I'm like so funny and bubbly and, you know, everybody now loves it. They respond to it so well. And it, it's also validating to me because the people who are following me and the people who are my audience and who like my content, who like the blog posts are people who genuinely like this content and not just aiming away through life. And and there's nothing better than that. I feel like I have so many friends all over the world every single day. 
It's so good. And this is such an important lesson as well, because you've seen both sides to the coin. I mean, there could have been so many reasons why the followers um, did go down. The numbers of followers, you know, Instagram often sweeps all of those inactive accounts out. Um, So, I mean, it could have been a massive coincidence for timing wise, but you've just said, you know, I had all of these followers, they reduced and your business kept growing and the engagement kept growing. So many people are thinking that, numbers, your followers are the important part of personal branding and growth and things like that when the two are just completely irrelevant. Would you agree that it's it's all about relationships, it's all about networking, it's all about conversation and engagement? And I mean you can build a six figure business with like a hundred followers, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Erin, do you remember when I was so worried about starting my Instagram? Because I was like, oh, I only have like 20 followers and there are like people who know me and like nobody likes me, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, it just there is no correlation. There really isn't. I have 2000 followers and each month out of those 2000 followers, I convert at least six people into full programs. So I don't feel like I I even have the ability to work one-on-one with more than six people, even if there were 10,000 followers. So, I mean, you can reach your goals with 500, with 100 followers. Like she said, it's perfectly fine. As long as you have real relationships with these followers. Yeah, followers yeah. are people. I feel like we're so confused with the, the term follower, follower, follower in today's world. They're just people. I mean, would you want like so many friends who you never talk to? Like, that's so weird. I know, I know, exactly. And and this is something that I think a lot of people miss as well is that in the beginning, you know, we all want to get to 10K followers, 100K followers. That's really hard to manage as well. Yeah. Just like you said, you have all of these amazing conversations with people in your inbox. And I still am very lucky to be at that stage as well, I believe. I do spend probably more time than I should on social media, but that's fine. But, you know, you get to 10K, you get to 20K and 100K is you're not serving the people to the best of your ability. So enjoy yeah. the time where you only have 100 followers or five. 500 mm-hmm. followers because you can give people the very best service and that's how you create raving fans and as you said convert in a really easy manner rather than yeah. you know having your VA respond to everything and it just not being as authentic yeah ex- exactly exactly so one thing I really wanted to speak to you about as well because um I know that since we have worked together and since you've gone off on your own and your business has been thriving, you've actually continued to niche down even more. And I know your most recent, as you mentioned to me in your last email, was you've niched down even more so geographically and you are more so just focusing on people um, who are, you know, nationwide to yourself. But what has that been like? Have Have you noticed it's significantly helped you grow your business the more specific you have got with your targeting? 110%, maybe even 200%. Because, um, you know, when when we first started, it's like, oh, every time you see like coaches online and they're all living this like glamorous life and they're like traveling the world and they have these, you know, clients that then become super duper rich. And I was just sitting here like, okay, first of all, I live in Tanzania and there is no one doing this where I'm from. There is no one doing this in the whole continent where I'm from. So why would I put myself in competition with people all over the world who I can't, I, that's not even my real life, you know? And there are specific challenges, like I'm sure that you saw uh, when you were working with me with like starting a business here in Africa, because, you know, there are challenges. But um I do remember you having to run out and get a generator to have our calls, but uh, anyway, (laughs) for the internet. Exactly. I mean, registration processes are different, laws are different, like online world is different. And I'm coming from that and I've been through that and I've learned from that. So looking at all these other women who also want to do that, but they don't know how and they, and here I am able to fill that gap. So it just, it made so much sense to niche down even more. Um, And it's been difficult because 
like I said, since it's something that was never done, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily get the value immediately or like, you know what it is that you're talking about right away. But what's funny, Erin, is once I started doing that, (laughs) I started getting more international clients because somehow I think it became obvious that I'm providing a very different way of doing things, a very different method that's very specific. And even if someone, so I was targeting Africa, but then there are people in like Dubai who have similar problems uh, or similar challenges in, in their business process that other coaches don't touch on that I accidentally was touching on because I didn't think I was dealing with those challenges. And it worked out because I was talking directly to them I wasn't just being another person trying to be another person because, you know, I'm great. So <laughs> yes, niching down worked out so well. And and the most important lesson in this is, you know, so many people are so scared to niche down, but at the end of the day, when you niche down to something that's so personal to who you are and the challenges that you faced, and just like you said, like, you know, there aren't going to be these coaches in America or the UK or Australia who are going to be worrying about things like not being able to set up PayPal because PayPal don't service that area or having to deal with, you know, power cuts and things like that. So all the problems, it it doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, the next um, pioneer in Africa for the listeners, or, you know, you're going to be the next pioneer of your country, but whatever the problems are that are specific to you, don't feel like you have to play to the level of other people. If you have a very specific yeah. problem, it might be that you're trying to start a business with PCOS. It might be that you're trying to start a business and you work on a farm. There might be something yeah. that's so specific to you. And if you think outside that box, don't think that you're alone. And that's something that I think is the most important lesson here is we, we sometimes think we, we live in isolation and you yeah. might have thought at sometimes that you were the only woman struggling with these issues. And now you know that not just within Africa, but globally, yeah. there are women who can relate to what you've struggled with. And so yeah. for any, anyone listening, whatever your story is and whatever your struggles are and however you can use that to niche down to be as specific as possible, you're going to be more successful. You know, there's a thousand and one vanilla coaches out there carrying a Louis Vuitton bag. I don't want that to sound bad in any way, but we all know who they are. And, you know, you can play in their level because you think they're successful or you can create something completely unique of your own. And that's Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today what Eric has done and it's just been absolutely incredible and I just yeah it's you're a pioneer girl just put it that way (laughs) (laughs) I like to think so and honestly to add up to that Erin I think you really you you said exactly what it is and but in addition like I was listening to your episode uh recently on like the storytelling and I you, you know uh you were never broke and that really spoke to me because that's another way of niching that I think I I've taken that road because that's one way that I also felt like a fraud because I've never I've been privileged my my whole life I've never um you know, I've never slept in a car, like slept hungry. I've never been in debt. I don't have that zero to hero story, like you said. And there are so many people, there are so many challenges that come also from being this other person who doesn't have those problems. Because maybe the fact that you are privileged and you've lived this kind of life means there's a lot of expectation placed on you that causes a lot of limitations, uh, self-limitations, because, you know, you don't, the fear of failure is is maybe a lot bigger than someone who has nothing to lose, yeah. right? So that, that's another way of, of being able to also niche and not just being like, oh yeah, like you can just you know, pay off all your debts because not everybody has debts to pay, but other people have other challenges, other problems. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, 
you know, another thing just on there is a lot of people who do come from, you know, more privilege and who maybe haven't had it as hard, they do have a lot less of a drive. They have a lot less, they find it a lot easier to procrastinate and to not be as motivated Mm -hmm. in things. And that comes with its own set of disadvantages. So whatever your story is, own it and speak authentically about it because I promise you there will be other people, there will be your community, your tribe, the people that you're supposed to lead. They're just waiting for someone to speak up and talk about it. So absolutely own your story. That's such a powerful message. Thank you so much for that. Um, But kind of further on that, and I I know we already touched upon this before, but I think it's, um, you know, really great because as the audience might not know, you have a background in psychology as well. But together in our work, I know that we worked on some pretty big limiting beliefs and some of the limitations. I know you procrastinated a lot and that was really hard for you in the beginning. Um, What's your advice? I mean, I know it's going to have to be super generalized here because every limiting belief is in its own. But what is your advice to anyone who's really struggling with like procrastination, low motivation, or just can't get out of their head enough to start the business? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I feel like this is something, this has been like maybe a cornerstone mindset evolution challenge in my whole journey uh, because procrastination is uh, uh, anyway um <laughs> i would say so i i don't know if it was an article or, or something that i read recently like a few months ago that said you know motivation is the difference between no you only get motivated if the place that you're comfortable in is more painful than the place that you're scared of and I think when we procrastinate so much, it's like when you want to lose weight and you really don't want to go to the gym because you're so afraid of people judging you, blah, blah. When sitting on the couch, you know, feeling so unhealthy gets so uncomfortable to you that that fear of going to the gym is less than where you are now, you will experience intrinsic motivation, which is not something that like, oh, you're doing it for the world or to look pretty or whatnot. You're doing it because you can't stand it anymore. So, I mean, that's one way. And I'm not saying that everybody has to come to that place to be able to get anything done. But I feel like using that analogy to understand that the time will come anyway. And this is something I remind myself all the time because all I want to do is watch Netflix all day. Erin knows. <laughs> the time will come anyway, right? If, if there is a deadline, if there is that client, if there is that event that you need to plan for, the YouTube video you need to put up, whatever it is, that moment, the, the, the date, it's going to come. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you can't stop time. But it can come when everything's done or you can be doing it frantically two hours before because you've wasted so much time. And then the whole time that you've been doing the other thing that you wanted to do, like binge on Netflix, you're not enjoying it because half the time you're just thinking, Oh my God, I still need to get that thing done. So why not just do it anyway? This is just what I tell myself all the time. Just do it anyway. Just focus on one thing, get it done. It'll be done in two hours. And then you can binge watch Netflix and eat everything you want. This is just all I think. And, and, and I think a really good perspective on that in the bigger picture of, you know, that that's so great. It's such a great concept for people who are kind of procrastinating on the day-to-day things like, yes, putting out that YouTube video or writing that blog post and, you know, instead of scrolling on social media or wasting time or, you know, quote, unquote, what is it? Procrastinating um, productively? That's not a real thing, guys. Come on. It's procrastination. Um, but anyway, uh, but in the bigger scheme of things, I think that's so relevant as well is that, you know, you might be procrastinating starting that business or leaving your job or hiring that coach or, you know, starting that YouTube channel. That pain of you having that hole in your life that this project, this passion project is going to fill is only going to grow. That pain and that lack, that unfulfillment is only going to grow until the point where you can't hack it anymore. And it gets more and more painful the closer that you get to that breaking point. So why not save yourself time and pain and just do it now anyway? Mm -hmm. 110%, guys, (laughs) just do it. What what do you have to 
Like, I feel like I still binge watch Netflix as a goal. It is a goal of mine. It is a goal, guys, for me to binge watch Netflix once a week because I can't function. This is my biggest joy in life. I like to sit with a glass of wine and just watch Netflix and do nothing. But I know there is a time for that. And I'm going to enjoy it when I know that I've done everything I needed to do that week. Uh, can we actually talk about this for a second? Because this is absolutely not what I was going to speak about um, on this podcast. And it's completely going in a different direction, but it's so important, right? So yeah. growing a personal brand, having a successful business, you have a thriving coaching business and a co-working space and all, um, you know, other things that you're doing. I know you work um, in some corporate um, things as well, doing some mm-hmm. retail psychology, is it? <laughs> um, so full plate basically massive success thriving business you're still watching Netflix with a glass of wine I think that people think that you know they look at all these people online particularly the personal brands that they are following and a lot of people say to me I can't do what you do because I can't work 24 7 Mm. let's talk about the reality of this situation for a second because what does your week look like? Maybe let's go through this because I just think there's this huge misconception that successful entrepreneurs are all sitting working 24 seven. And I know there are some people, there's some Gary Vaynerchuk's out there or some Gary Vaynerchuk ish people that really do like the work. But I think most of us are actually just human and we do enjoy to watch Netflix. My most recent series is Claws on Stan. It's really good. Um, But, you know, maybe what does a week in the life look like for you just so we can see a bit into that balance of what a successful business looks like, but someone who also likes to chill. Okay. Um, here goes. So I think, first of all, number one thing is to just like, you know, I think you've talked about bulking tasks. I bulk days. Like I can't, when there's too much going on, I give up. That's just how my mind works. And it's like, I'm out, I'm out of here. So basically everything's divided into days. So like Mondays say would be for like all the admin getting all the shit together for lack of better words, because it's Monday and it's productive and it's like, okay, it's out of the way. And now it's time for more fun, creative things. So there'll be like Thursdays that are set out for all client stuff, every single client stuff, uh, personal client. And then we have Wednesdays, it's all for like corporate clients. And then we'll have like Tuesday, Fridays that are like more creative, you know, more marketing things, creating marketing plans, all of those things going on. So it's all like when I wake up in the morning and I know what date is, I'm not worried. I do not want to hear about anything to do with creation on Monday. And I feel like I have aligned my team in this way as well. So like our only goal on Monday is making sure all of our paperwork, blah, 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 everything is in order. Our only goal on Tuesday is to be super creative. So whatever we need to do, if we need to blast music in the office, you know, if we need to have a shot of vodka in the morning, whatever, we're going to get it done. We need to be creative on Tuesday. No excuses. So it needs to be in this way. And then, you know, Every single day, you get what you need to get done. Now, Saturday and Sundays are just not touched. I used to be, when I first started um, working and I was alone, I used to be that person that just slaved away. But what I've realized, I mean, into the weekend. But what I've realized is half the time, you're not really doing anything because you're so exhausted. And your brain, guys, works it shuts down after 16 hours, no matter what you do, no matter how many cups of coffee you take or whatever it is that you do to stay awake, it shuts down. You're only a zombie at that point. You're not giving it your all. You're not doing anything. So why don't you go off and rest and let it be? And I think because you have such a short amount of time to do what you love, really do what you love. If you know you only have Saturday and Sunday to do certain things, then don't go to a random party just because your friends want to go to that random party. If you don't enjoy that, don't do it. Why don't you just have dinner? Do the things you love. You like going to a party. Yes. If you like going to dinners and and just chill, do that. I just like to, like I said, have wine and watch Netflix with whoever that I want to do it or alone. I don't care, but that's, that's my, you know, Christmas came early. So whatever it is that you want to do, you do that, but don't get yourself pulled into things that you don't want to do because that's your time gone and you wouldn't feel the value of it. And then you'll come into the week worrying that, you know, you've wasted your time and now you're just craving for the thing that you wanted. And then you're not focusing during the week. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So, this is how 
Yes, I love that. And this is something that I talk about all the time. So finding those things that truly make you happy. And I think yeah. I think so often some of us when we're, you know, spiritual or we're into self-development and we think of finding things that make us happy, we get a little bit self-righteous and think that they need to be like frolicking in the park or something or meditating. <laughs> like sometimes the things that make you happy might be eating cheesecake and watching TV. Yeah. That's fine, but that pullback, that time just for you is going to give you so much more energy in your business. And don't have the expectation that the people that you follow are not sitting there watching Netflix, drinking wine or eating cheesecake on their weekends or evenings as well because they're just not showing it (laughs) on social media. Um, Also, that... That's honestly such such a great insight into, you know, your life and how you do have this great balance between your business. And something I know you, you spoke about because you did hire your first team member just at the very end of our coaching. So, guys, 12 weeks in, um, she, she was already ready to hire. So how big is your team now? Um, so there are five of us now. I include myself in there because I just work as much as everyone else does or more. But yeah. um, there's five of us now. And uh, yeah, it started, it was like one, one, one at a time. One more person, one more person, one more person. But yeah, it's completely necessary. I think we're in a comfortable place where we will not be expanding anytime soon. So yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. So, all right, because I think the million-dollar question that everyone is going to ask is, how did you do it? Um, and I know that's such a loaded question and there's, you know, well, 12 months' worth of answers that we could put in there. But what, yeah. can you just, can you, we just narrow it down to, like, the kind of steps that you did take? So let's say, first of all, you got real with yourself and invested in yourself. That was step one <laughs> and hired a coach. I invested in myself and I hired a great coach. <laughs> So kind of, can we walk through a little bit after that, what happened? What did, what did, what did it look like? I know networking was a huge thing for you. You kind of really just put yourself out there and went to places and stepped into the shoes of the woman you were becoming, as we used to say, and you just sold yourself to people. But what else, what else helped you to grow this business? Um, so yeah, that, that, that was number two, I guess. I just literally told every Tom, Dick and Harry that like, this is what I'm doing. Hey, 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 there's this thing that I'm doing. And then, um, number three, which is funny cause I would do that in person and then not online, but <laughs> anyway, stories. <laughs> number three, I <laughs> created content. I really just wrote a lot. I just wrote and wrote and wrote. And I was, in the beginning, I was way more active in like Facebook groups, um, like the Make Collective group. Um, Yeah. And then I would just like, you know, post things, comment on people's things, like try to find out as much as possible. I would look at what everybody else was doing, not everybody else in terms of coaches, but in my audience. And uh, yeah, just really, really comment, like make connections online. Yeah. And then I think number four, what I did was I really started, I, I moved from like just a short term planning to really long term picture goals. It's not really like a vision board, but like, um, I really painted step by step what my year was going to look like. Like I had it down to the date when I would launch a co-working space. I had it down to the date um, when I would reach a number as in income goals, I had it down to a date when I would like need to hire this type of role person. And so, and then I worked to make sure I reached that date. Um, and it wasn't so specific. So for instance, like, yeah, I would launch co-working space. I didn't, I didn't have it so specific what it was, but I knew I would be launching a co-working space on that date. Like I had, I mean, what was it we called future journaling? Yeah. And so it was already written down in history that that was happening. Like there, it wasn't something negotiable. Like it already, if you can't go back in time and change your memories. So that's, that's what I did. And then, and then after that, I think I just... What else did I do? I think then I just, I, don't, I wouldn't want to say wing it, but I just lived in it, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's the word. Like I just lived the moment and I did what needed to be done. I had my big written down in history goals and then I just was in it 
I was in it in the moment and whatever was needed. I did all the surveys before starting anything new. I, I did pilot programs, pilot um, uh, co-working and, you know, had it at a really low price just to have the first group of people tell us exactly what it is that they wanted. And then I started leveraging events into the space and we do an event now called why not like once a month and a few other events, which like brings together um, men and women and we drink wine and we just talk about, we have huge arguments when I say talk about women's issues and women's empowerment and it's great. And it's been so wonderful. Like that I think has been the biggest organic growth that has happened because um, I don't, I mean, events will just take your brand to places you couldn't even imagine. Like now I run into people I don't know and they know about safe space. And I'm like, what? (laughs) How do you know that? (laughs) You know, um, (laughs) do you follow me? Nope. (laughs) How do you know that? But like, yeah, (laughs) it's great. It's great. Um, You know, and uh, I think also you have to do things that are, you know, that fit your personality and are aligned with your purpose and what you're comfortable with with being known for. So I really like hosting and meeting people and talking to people and, you know, arguing with people. I love that. Like, (laughs) it just, it gives me so much energy and what better way to do that, you know, than an event in my wonderful space. So yeah, so I started just to do all of those things and being in, in being there, being in the moment. I think that was definitely, it's a goal of mine every single morning. I got to remind myself to be here today. What do I need today? And not just look at things like where I could be, wh- what would happen if I like lived in this other place or da, 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 da. like, no, right now, right here. So. That's such a powerful lesson. And I think this is something that honestly I have thought about before, but I've never really articulated it. And speaking to you now is just, it's such a good picture of, what's going on in my mind. I'll explain in a sec that it'll make more sense. I think with your business, and this is more a lesson for everyone that's listening. So often in the beginning, we sit there and think, oh, I know I should be working, but I I don't know what I should be putting my attention to. I don't know what I should be working on. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it's a lot of confusion that the answer to that confusion is just whatever proactive action is going to grow your business. So just as you were saying now, in the beginning, you were creating all this content, you were going to tell everyone, you know, locally who you were, what you were doing, and you were networking in that way, going to events and things like that. You were networking in Facebook groups. You were actively putting yourself out there. Now, what I find is that you come to a, uh, a time in your business where that it's, it's not essentially a, a moment thing, but I think a, a kind of switch flicks where everything starts to unfold in front of you and all of the necessary steps that, that, that you need to take next just start to make sense and they start to kind of just be there. But mm-hmm. in the beginning, you know, as you said, everything's just kind of unfolding and, you know, when it made sense for you to hire a new team member and start hosting events and get like these yeah. programs going and everything like that all kind of starts to unfold at a certain level of business. But for anyone who is listening now and you're like in this position where you're just starting and you're like, what do I do? I really want to get to the point where, you know, I'm opening a co-working space or hosting events or having sold out clients or writing a book or doing a TED talk or, you know, doing all of this stuff to get to that point. It's all about the proactive action. I just don't think there's any other way around it. And everyone that we've spoken to on this podcast, they've had the same story. If you've really been paying attention, everyone's done the same thing in the beginning. They hustled and they put themselves out there. I don't even really love the word hustle, but they were proactive. (laughs) They they put themselves out there with content, networking, getting into groups, you know, publicity, public relations, collaborations, all of the stuff that, you know, we do here with the May Collective and all of this stuff, but it's just being proactive. Would you agree in the beginning to get your name out there and grow your brand? 110%. Like just do, 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 just do. And it doesn't, you don't have to see the results right away. You really don't. You just know that it's coming. And you just need to be ready when it comes. And the only way to get ready is to keep doing and getting better. I love that. I actually was just writing about that on, I wrote about in my most recent newsletter that success truly is about preparation and timing, but your job is the preparation part. Like your time will come, your time to shine. Everyone thinks that everyone's an overnight success, but it's not all these overnight successes just had met the intersection of their time for success with their portfolio of preparation. So you put yourself out there with all of these content, get your name out there, prepare, 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 and your time will come. 
I love all of your percentage agreements. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story today. This has been so powerful. It was so fun to just have a chat with someone that I have worked so close with and absolutely adore and I'm an avid supporter of your brand and of your business. And I cannot wait to get myself over there and attend a safe space. Um, Oh my God. Welcome. Please come. I'll be definitely coming to a wine not. (laughs) That's right up my avenue. But for everyone who's listening, if you could just let them know what you have going on or where they can find you and specifically anyone who's maybe in Tanzania, maybe where they can find a safe space. Yes. Um, so, okay, you can find me on Instagram at Finding Arika. And then you can find Safe Space Instagram at Safe Space Co. And our address is Haile Selassie Road, Masaki. Uh, the building is called Renaissance Plaza, and we are on the third floor. Love it, love it, love it. And all of your information, all of the information to all of this will be left in the description below. And if you've got any questions for myself or Erica, then please do just reach out. And thank you so much for listening. Yay! I look forward to talking to all of you. Bye! So there you have it, guys. That was my chat with my amazing client, Arika. And the reason why I really, really, really wanted you to listen to this episode is I just want to paint a picture of where you could be in as little as 12 months. I know in the scheme of things, you know, for the day-to-day basis, 12 months does seem like a long time, but in the scheme of your life, it is a minute dot. And absolutely, you can completely change your life in that space. But what you need to do is just start now. Honestly, there is no better way to get you on the fast track to your success than doing absolutely everything within your power to put in the effort, to invest in yourself and to just start as soon as possible. Also, a a couple of other little nuggets of wisdom in there. I just want to remind everyone how important it is to not be focusing on followers or be focusing on the numbers that you see on your screen. It literally is the most irrelevant factor to your success. If you think that you don't want to start a business because it's going to take you ages to get 100,000 YouTube subscribers or 10,000 people on your Instagram, your head is absolutely in the wrong space. It's all about connecting with an audience. It's all about building relationships. It's all about developing the skills so that you can effectively sell and promote yourself to ultimately grow your business. So again, if this is something that you need help with, I am absolutely honored to be able to work with my clients. And I would absolutely love to work with you too, if you are ready to jump in and make your dreams a reality. But thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you hanging out here on the podcast with me today. It means the absolute world to me. Thanks so much. I'll see you soon. So that is it, my dear friend, for today's episode. I really, really hope that it was valuable to you. I really hope that you got some information that you can take away to really start growing a profitable and memorable personal brand and just show up for life being unapologetically yourself. I would be super, super grateful if you could take just a couple of moments of your time to leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. I really appreciate you listening today. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.